Guess what? I'm moving country again. I don't know. Maybe a year. Maybe more. Where's home? Home's everywhere. I'm an expat. Hello, it's Pauline. Welcome to a new episode of Beat the Expats. Today I am with Christina from Spain, who is now living in Leeds in the UK. And in this episode, she tells us all about the challenges of moving abroad as a young woman alone when your family is against this move, and also a little bit about dating in a different country. Hello, Christina. How are you? I'm good. You? Very well. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining the podcast. It's exciting to have a new point of view and hear about your experience. So maybe let's jump in and start from the beginning. Can you maybe introduce a little bit yourself and how you decided to move uh, to the UK in the first place? Okay, so first, thank you for having me here today. And well, I'm Christina. I'm an expat living in the UK, but I'm originally from Spain. I'm from Malaga, which is in the south of Spain. And I decided to move abroad um, when I was doing my university degree. So I did a degree in interpreting and translation. And actually, I had the chance to go on Erasmus during my university time. But I didn't go for some personal reasons. So then I decided that after I finished my degree, I wanted to do my master's degree in the UK. So that was something that I knew I wanted to do. And I was going to push myself to just go for it. Yeah, I can imagine if you didn't get to do the Erasmus, (laughs) now is the time. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I think my parents weren't very supportive because they were a bit worried in terms of, uh, you know, going by myself. I wasn't going to go with someone else. Okay. You know, it's different when you move with, a, I don't know, with a boyfriend or yeah. with a yeah. friend. You have someone um, to rely on. Yeah, some support. So... They were open to the fact of you going, when it was Erasmus, were they open to this, to you going abroad? Mm, Not necessarily. I think for Erasmus, they they were all right because, you know, it was going to be, I don't know, like organized by six months, maybe. Yeah, there were more people, you know, going at the same place as well. Mm. So, So I think in that case, it would have been better. But, yeah, for some reason, I didn't move at that time. And it wasn't until I finished my degree that then I decided, okay, now is the time. It's now now or never. (laughs) And, (laughs) yeah, my parents weren't very supportive for that reason. And at the same time, I didn't have any savings. I didn't have any money Mm -hmm. to move abroad. So... They thought the best option was to stay at home, get a job close. Right. And um, anyway, they, they thought there are a lot of British people. You can practice your English, you know, <laughs> in, in Malaga. Malaga and Costa del Sol. So what's the, what's the reason to go abroad, you know, when mm. you're going to go, when you're going to be by yourself? So it was a bit difficult. Just for context, in, within your family, has anyone 
else gone abroad or wanted to go abroad or you were just the first one with this big idea that I want to go away? Yeah, it, it was me. The, <laughs> yeah, I was the first person in the family okay. that said, okay, I want to go abroad because all my family are very close. Like my parents live very close to my grandparents, mm. to my aunties, uncles. So, so yeah, it's a bit difficult when everyone is so close. They're really tight. Uh, they don't really understand. Yeah, they don't really understand the concept. Like, why would you want to go, you mm. know, alone? <laughs> okay. So how did you react to this and also then what were your arguments or how were you able to prove to them or convince them to make this move? Uh, well, I told them that this was going to be something beneficial for me because I was going to have, you know, certificates from an university abroad and that's something very valuable when you're mm. looking for a job in Spain or even you know if you are from a different country and you have experience in another country is something recognized um, at the same time I was going to improve my English and it was going to give me some independence as well because yeah. I was always relying on them and I wanted to have a little bit of independence mm. and kind of come out of my shell because yeah always been you know so close and kind of a bit shy so just say I need to experience this to open myself so and what was the reaction to 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 this to you explaining why you needed or wanted to go I think they understood in a certain way but not 100% and I thought at the beginning maybe I wasn't that serious till I said, okay, I'll get alone. Okay. And I, I got alone so I could go abroad and study. And they tried to say, oh, this is, you know, this is a big decision, you know, to get alone, to go and study abroad and all this. But then I said, well, I'm, you know, old enough to decide what I want to do. Uh, so that was the, the, big, the big step. And then... Mm. They knew I was serious about it and that was going to happen because they they said I could spend some time at home saving some money and go in the future with the hope that maybe by that time I changed my mind. Right. And I knew that if I was going to stay longer at home, maybe I could change my mind because mm. you never know. Things might yeah. come up and at that time it was the perfect time. I just finished my university I didn't have any relationship, so it was like the right time. <laughs> right. So you were very determined. And so how did you come up with this plan of, okay, I, I, I'm going to get a loan. What, what were the options that you looked at before landing on the loan is the option for me to go? So I didn't look at many options I think that was this, I'm sure there were many options, but I think when you move abroad and I didn't want to just share accommodation or, <laughs> you know, I just wanted to go and have like my own room and all that. So yeah. it, that was a bit of more expense and I didn't want to have like very tight budgets when I 
I didn't know what I was going to expect. So mm. that's the reason why I I took the loan to study because that was going to give me some money for for accommodation, for food, a couple of months, and not stressing out about, okay, I'm studying, I need to adapt to this country, I need to find a job, and I don't have experience in the country. So, so it was something to feel like more kind of safe and comfortable. Safe and comfortable, and it's, at the same time, I feel like it's... Yeah. It feels like a big risk and a big step for a young a young woman who's still studying uh, to say, well, I want to go abroad and I'm actually going to get a loan to do it. I, I, I think it's really impressive and it shows a lot of strength and resilience uh, already at your age. You say, I wanted to go to get my independence, but you really proved at that point that you were totally capable of it. Yeah. I know it was <laughs> it was a big decision, and now that I think like even more, I didn't think like a lot. <laughs> I just I just went straight for it. <laughs> well, pretty impressive. So tell us about your um, your arrival in the UK. How did it happen? What were your first surprises, good or bad? Well, I arrived in the night. <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't like the best decision <laughs> it wasn't the best decision because I had to take a taxi and I had with me a couple of suitcases I couldn't even carry them all it was just like what am I doing and I had this taxi driver and actually the taxi driver wasn't um it made me feel a bit uncomfortable because it was asking too many personal questions. And I, at the end of uh, the taxi ride, asked me for my for my phone number. And no. it was a bit of a weird start. So it wasn't the best yeah. start. Like I just moved and I was on my own with like two, three suitcases. And this taxi driver, it was, yeah, it was, it was very uncomfortable, but yeah <laughs> I managed to to go to my accommodation and you know buy <laughs> um but first impressions were a bit of of a shocking a bit shocking because I didn't realize how difficult it was going to be to for example understand people <laughs> mm. and making friends and adapting to you know different meal times so there were yeah. like a couple of things that I didn't expect I didn't think about it so in terms of the language obviously I had a good knowledge of the language mm. but Leeds has its own accent yes and like the Yorkshire <laughs> area <laughs> as it's yeah particular and at the beginning, it was a bit of a difficult understanding. Not everything, but a couple of things. It was just like, I don't, I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> um, and something that is a bit funny, at the beginning when I came, um, I think I was in, in a shopping center and I went to buy something. And I think the cashier told me, like, hi, love. And mm. I thought, why is this person is calling me love? And I then. <laughs> Yeah, at the time I after a couple of months, whatever, I discovered 
that it's just normal here to say yeah. to call someone love but when I didn't know about it I was like why is he calling me love doesn't even know me <laughs> it was just yeah and then making friends as well because I think it was a little bit of a language barrier and then Obviously, I didn't know anyone, but what really helped me was university and language exchanges. I, I met people from other countries, and through those language exchanges, I also met some people from, from Leeds, from the area, mm. that they wanted to learn Spanish or like other languages, so that really, really helped me. And the fact that the course I took, there were lots of international students as well. Yeah. So those things really helped me to make friends. But at the beginning, it was a bit difficult, especially to make friends with people here. Yeah, but I think it's it's always yeah. a bit difficult when whenever you, you move abroad at the beginning to, to make friends. You don't know anyone, but then definitely being a student, being in university, it's so much easier than once you work, <laughs> which is nice. Yeah. And then I wasn't expecting to be like, homesick (laughs) and because I thought oh yeah I wasn't expecting to be homesick Mm. at least like the first month I thought oh well you know I'll I'll see them soon because I was planning I moved in September and I was planning to go Christmas time so I thought oh it should be fine Uh, but then obviously there were some days where maybe I wasn't feeling like I don't know very happy for many reasons I don't know I felt like I wanted to be closer to family or maybe like friends so I had a bit of a homesickness not all the time but yeah yeah and yeah (laughs) especially like when I I never moved from my parents house till I moved abroad so yeah so yeah, I think it was a bit of a big change. Yeah, it's a big step to start leaving your family, leaving them abroad. Like you suddenly have this huge distance straight away when you're used to seeing them every day, almost all day long. And then suddenly there's you have them on the phone twice a week and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think and then the mealtimes as well, because mealtimes are different. And it seems something like very small, but it makes a difference. Especially when you're trying to socialize. <laughs> yeah, like, and I think in Spain we have more meals and we have dinner like late, mm. very late in comparison to the UK, because here you have dinner like 6 p.m. And in Spain you have like 9, and if it's the summer it could be even 11. <laughs> in the night so <laughs> that, that's very different as well and the taste of the food yeah <laughs> less sun <laughs> and less sun yeah the weather I haven't mentioned the weather yet <laughs> but yeah the weather is very very different yeah it's hard on the morale <laughs> the weather piece and the food I, I feel you on that side <laughs> yeah because it's like I never get used to the weather here. I've been now for five years. I don't get used to the weather. <laughs> so you mentioned you've been here five years and you had left for 
for your studies, for your master's, did you have in mind that you were going to stay for so long? No, <laughs> no, I, I never thought that was going to be so long here, to be honest. Like, to be honest, when, when I moved, I thought I was going to stay a bit longer after the master's. Right. But I didn't think that I would still be here. <laughs> <laughs> and so what happened? What so, made you so, stay? Yeah. Right. So I had a relationship and that made me stay. And then that relationship ended. And then I moved home for like two months. And then I said, oh, I want to go back. So I came back and now I'm in another relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and now I'm here. And so after two months back home, you said, well, you said, I, uh, I want to go back to Leeds. In your mind, did you feel that Leeds had become your home? Yeah, in certain way, I felt like I was missing, you know, uh, certain things and being there. It was a bit of a weird feeling. And now, it's, it's like when I'm there, I miss being here. When I'm mm. here, sometimes I miss being at home. So oh. it's this weird feeling like I don't know what to do. <laughs> and so when you were in Spain, what did you miss from Leeds? What is what is this thing that made you want to come back to Leeds? I think it was the way of being more independent. And at the same time, it's, it's good to have close family. Mm -hmm. I don't say it's no, but sometimes it can influence like your decisions or certain things and I felt like in Leeds I can do let's say whatever I want free. <laughs> without having like more freedom and I, I like speaking the language I like uh, I don't know certain places and I felt like it's, it's my second home that's good it's just great that you found it <laughs> <laughs> so, so you mentioned briefly the relationship piece. I know you said you had a couple of stories around dating in a foreign country and dating a different culture. What were the main differences for you or what did you find very surprising or off-taking? Well, like both relationships I mentioned are very different but if I mention about like my current relationship, uh, my boyfriend is from from here. Okay. Um, and I think that there are a couple of differences, but I think we are very similar, even if we are from different countries, yeah. in certain ways. But what's funny is I'm always cold. He's always warm. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I don't understand. <laughs> I'm always with with lots of layers on me you know and always always cold it doesn't matter if it's summer here is and he doesn't understand that and I don't understand how he's always warm <laughs> so that's just something funny then I think I'm more of uh, improvising with certain stuff and he's more I don't know let's say following instructions or 
spontaneous in a certain way, <laughs> which I'm not saying is bad, but it, it's a bit of a different probably as well, I'd say, cultural-wise. Okay. And then, yeah, nothing, the, the fact as well that maybe <laughs> he's trying to learn the language, but right. I don't think he, he puts lots of effort into learning <laughs> the language, so... Well, it's difficult when you're not in the country. <laughs> yeah, I know. But like talking from like previous relationships, I've been with someone from a country, you know, it's not England, but a different country that I didn't know the language. And I mm. I made the effort to learn the language, even if it was difficult for me. <laughs> right. I think, yeah, yeah it's, that's something a bit different, <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> I I think I I saw this meme very recently around all the other countries when they go to uh, an English speaking country would make the efforts and apologize for not speaking English correctly, and then the English going to a country where they don't speak the language would either just speak in English without apologizing or barely just say hello and not ap- apologize for the bad. Um, the bad level in in the language and not necessarily put the effort because we're so used to having everyone learn English and speak uh, speak English. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the main thing. I I agree on that. I think it's it's maybe like easier in certain way for mm. like English is mostly spoken everywhere, so. Yeah. I think it's that thought, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> right, and you mentioned you teach in Leeds, right? Yeah, so I teach Spanish, my language. <laughs> okay, do you, so you weren't teaching yet in Spain, but do you feel, I was just wondering if you see any differences in the educational system in the UK versus Spain and in the approach to to teaching in general? So, well, I haven't taught in Spain. I can only yeah. speak from my student experience in Spain. Right. Um, I think I think there are there are differences. For example, I think education is more accessible here. You know, schools provide like the school materials, like books, uh, pens, everything. Whereas in Spain, you need to buy your own stuff. Right. So that's something that's a big difference. It's really good here. Yeah, it's more accessible, and the the holidays are different as well. So in Spain, we have well. Kids have different holidays and they have like two months summer mm. holidays. So from like June to September and here is like shorter summer, but then there, there are more holidays spread through the year. Through the year, right. So in terms of holidays, it's different. Mm. And then at the same time, I think in Spain, you study English, you know, since you are like six, seven year old. Right. Where here they start the languages at high school, like oh, 12, 11, 12. Yeah. yeah, so much later in terms of learning a language. 
which I think in that sense, it, it would be better if kids start learning earlier the language. Yeah, that's when you really soak it up a bit easier. Yeah, but it's, it's, just, it's just different in that sense. And then here, I think there is more, like, kids need to use uniform. I think in <laughs> Spain, it's more informal. Mm. There are a couple of places where they, you know, kids need to wear uniform, but it's more relaxed. Or, for example, um, in Spain, you don't call your teachers like Miss. Right. You know, um, whereas here, you need to call Miss. <laughs> uh, it's a more informal way. What, what, how would you call your teacher in Spain? Well, uh, it's like for they, they will call you for your name. Right. Rather than, you know, surname. And, but yeah, that's, those are some of the differences. Um, okay, I think we'll move on to the recommendations, as you probably know Elite's pretty well now, five years, <laughs> five years there. <laughs> <laughs> so what would be for you your favorite bar, restaurant, and then a spot of your choice in this city? Uh, so I'm really into cafes. Okay. <laughs> so I'm really into cafes. Like right now, unfortunately, they they're not all open. They have yeah. some takeaways, which is good. So one that I really enjoy is called Fettel, and they have really nice cakes and teas, coffee, hot chocolates. Oh. Like it's really good mm -hmm. cafe, and it's all like local produce. Right. So an independent cafe. So it is really, really nice. Then there is another one which is called Eve. And again, this is an independent cafe as well. And they, they always have like some delicious, you know, cakes and teas. And in terms of restaurants, there, there are there are so many international yeah. restaurants here that it's difficult just to mm -hmm. choose one. <laughs> but for example, um, a place that is really kind of affordable and they have different food stalls is called Trinity Kitchen. Okay. So that's in Leeds Trinity Shopping Center and it's on the top floor. They have this floor where there are different food stalls like uh, Thai food, uh, Mexican, Indian, and you can just order something from the stall and then mm -hmm. sit wherever you want. Yeah. And it's really cool because it's like very informal, you know, casual place and the food is, is really nice. If, you know, you go with a group of friends or, I don't know, partner, you fancy something and the other person fancies something different, you can just quickly order from the food stores mm -hmm. and then sit together. Uh, so that's a, a really cool place to go, just in terms of, you know, get different meals. And um, So those are sort of my recommendations. Like I said, that there are plenty of, of nice restaurants and here is uh, Indian food is very popular uh, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what about a carte blanche? So, um, so a really good spot to go is Runhay Park. It's okay. a really nice park, and there is a big lake. 
is a perfect place to go on a sunny day. You'll see lots of people going there, uh, but there is plenty of space just to relax and have a picnic. Or uh, it's not in the city center, but it's accessible with buses. So that's a really nice spot. And then one that is actually in the city center and I really like is that the Leeds Canal and Dock. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice walk and it's just ne- next to the city centre. So that's another nice place. So on a sunny day, you can see the, the boats, you can see the canal and some sunset views as well. Nice. Lovely. Great. So before we wrap up, I'd like to know what your expat song is. <laughs> okay, so this was a, a, dif- a, a difficult question <laughs> because I was trying to think, okay, que- uh, songs, I like so many songs, but none of them are related to, you know, like kind of expat, but actually I thought of one and is um, by The Passenger, Let Her Go, right. and what I can relate about this song is like, it mentions about you only kind of hate the road when you're missing home, <laughs> so... That made me think about my relationship between Leeds and my home country. Yeah. When I'm here, I miss my home country. When I'm there, <laughs> I miss Leeds. So that's a, a song that actually I could link it to my expat life. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It was great having you. I definitely relate with you when you say... When I'm in Spain, I miss Leeds. And when I'm in Leeds, I, I miss Spain. I went through the same at some point in my life. And I didn't know where I actually wanted to, to stay. I wanted to be in both places at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> but great to hear how you, how you decided to make that move to Leeds, even if you weren't necessarily completely supported by your, your family and actually went for it. And funny to see that, that's where you feel home now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's, uh, I, I never thought that I, I would still be here. But yeah, like some, some decisions that really change your life. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, thanks for joining. Guys, thank you for listening. As usual, I will link everything in the comments. And if you enjoyed the episode, please go put a couple of stars on Apple Podcasts and stay tuned for the next one. Thank you.